You're listening to Box Office Bros. Starring Corey Osborne. It's a party every week, baby. Embarrass me in front of Corey. How many of these guys are named Corey? And Chance Oliver. Are you prepared to take that chance? I think you ought to know what our chances are. You had your chance and you blew it. Let's start the show. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Hold on to your butts. Showtime, a-holes. Oh, look at us here on this just kind of weird weather day. Hi guys, this is Corey from the Box Office Bros Podcast. Oh my goodness. And then we have Chance Oliver in the house. How's it going? It's heckin' chilly, man. Dude, it's so, it's so chilly. I'm like, I'm like, oi, you know, it's the fall time. It's not quite winter yet. So like, can it be in the 50? It was, it's been gorgeous the past couple of weeks. Yeah, like it's been pretty tolerable. And this time, uh, gosh, it's, ugh. It today, like I went to take out some trash and it was terrible. And it's annoying because you know when you like take out the trash mm-hmm. and you have a little too much in your hand, it was one of those trash rods. Oh no. And of course it was freezing. And I was like, ah, I hate this. But anyways. I had to uh I had to take the <laughs> trash can off of the curb because like a ninety mile an hour gust blew it for a couple feet. Uh, okay, ninety miles an hour is an exaggeration, but it was like a thirty mile an hour gust of wind. Blew it like 10 feet away from where it was supposed to be, and I didn't want it like running out into the street like little trash cans do. So I uh, went and got it and put it back where it was supposed to be. No, for sure. But, you know, all trash aside, this is the Box Office Bros podcast. The trash this, man. This, the, the trash. The trash man. Going over and over. And over. <laughs> but uh, this is Corey Osmond from the Box Office Bros podcast, and we also have Chance all over in the house. That's me. This week we are talking about um we're talking about eternals so the eternals review um you know the very very uh the critical darling nobody has controversial that opinions everyone on this. loves everybody loves unanimously eternals especially uh, we're be, rotten tomatoes critics we're gonna talk about uh we're gonna give some brief um spoiler or non-spoiler thoughts but you know how we are with non-spoilers we suck at talking about it so suck we're not big gonna, time. but then we're gonna have a very in-depth um spoiler talk for the eternals or as in depth as we can, because there's a lot to get into. Like we could do a couple of podcasts about it. Um, but yeah, with that, could. with that said, we're also going to be talking about Disney Plus Day, which is actually today as of recording. I don't know if I'll be able to get everything posted today. Uh, I'll try to. We'll do just our very so, best. Just, just so you know, like we can be able to actually post something on Disney Plus Day because that'd be kind of cool. But um, regardless of that um yeah we're gonna talk about the awesome announcements honestly i really like disney plus day today it was really good and a lot of people thought it was kind of messy but hey you know like a lot of the stuff that you guys would be complaining about in a live stream were just tweets you know how it's like Mm -hmm. oh could have been an email and that's what people say sometimes about those live streams right the stuff that could have been in an email were just put in those tweets so i don't understand why you're complaining now Anyways, why are you always whining? Yeah, like it's yeah, they, it's film Twitter. They have to complain about something. Um, <laughs> but with Ugh. that said, let's get into our first topic that I didn't mention because it's our first topic, and exactly. we're just gonna go into it anyways. It's not gonna be too. Uh, we don't have much to say about it except that we're very happy that Dune has been 
<sighs> Dune two has been confirmed. It's Dune part lit. two. So it's really great. If you so if you're looking up to our Dune part two review in 2022 or 2023, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, if you're looking up to a jumbled mess of a review again exactly <laughs> we um which by the way i love that a ton of you guys listen to which i can't get over it's oh like, really it's we like had a lot of listens it's one of our more uh recently it's one of our more like we've had more popular podcasts but it's one that definitely gained traction so i Hell feel like yeah. a, i feel like a lot of people have been watching um dune on hbo max and they've also been wanting to and also like to be fair, like I think a decent amount of our listeners didn't really know much about Dune until we talked about it. You know, that's what I mean? true. So um, I think that's really cool. But regardless of that, uh, Dune Part Two, Legendary, um, you know, is like, hey, it's a go, it's happening, and damn, I am just really excited to hear this news because you know how much Chance and I have been talking about this. Yes. So, like, Chance, what are your thoughts? Well, arguably, it's the more interesting part of the book, first of all. It is the way more interesting part of the book. Um, Even the, though the first part is good. The first part's good, but the more interesting part of the book is going to be part two. And maybe Dune Messiah might be part three if, you know, part two goes well. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, I'm super pumped for this. Uh, just the fact that, like, it got the traction that it needed on uh, HBO Max. Like, you know... Like I said, didn't agree with it. The film pulled in, I want to say, forty million its opening weekend, um, and it would have done so much better. It would have done. <laughs> it would have done so much better. But I, I, I think, you know, I, I've been thinking a good compromise would be like the first week it's theaters exclusive, and then you put it on Max, mm -hmm. just so like the interest is still there a week later, but then you don't have to get people into theaters. But I digress. Um, this news is great. Um, it's a work of film artistry in my opinion mm -hmm. the first Best one. movie of the year and i think i don't know i think that it's gonna if things are trending in the right direction with the coronavirus it would release as a because i don't i can't imagine they're still gonna be doing this hbo max uh, okay, unless uh, unless no. i eat crow and they're just gonna do this from now on forever and ever mm -hmm. did you um it's funny because in the actual like press release, it said as a theatrical only. That's release. right. It specifically said that. So you know, Legendary was like, "Hey, Warner Brothers, we're not gonna pay for this movie again unless it is theatrical only." They like they like pulled out their Rick Grimes pistol and aimed it yeah, at him, just like, "No." <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it went. <laughs> Oh, there's your yeah. Rick Grimes reference of the day. Um, Gosh, The Walking Dead is not good anymore. Anyways, it wasn't. It was good. Then it got not good. Then it got good again. And then now it's not good. To be fair, I haven't watched it in a few seasons. Neither have I. But it's still but like I still doubt that it's good. Well, actually, I got something kind of big spoiled for me uh, through TikTok, of course, because people because I don't know what about Gen Z, but they just don't understand what spoilers are. But no, anyway, the like, algorithm is mean. Yeah, the algorithm is mean. They're like, oh, you like Marvel? You're going to like everything Marvel. So like I got some minor spoilers for um. well, I got something kind of major spoiled for me 
and Eternals, but I didn't realize that it was a spoiler. And it was something that I kind of thought in my head the whole time, but we'll get into that with yeah, we can get Eternal that. spoilers. But with that said, Dune Part 2 is going to be very, very exciting. I'm very excited for it because it is... um. It's definitely where you get into a lot of the intrigue of Dune. And then you begin to kind of realize a cool thing about Dune is the fact that, like, you know, even though, like, you see the kind of archetype of, like, the savior complex or, like, the savior and all that kind of stuff, you begin to see that whether somebody's an Atreides or a Harkonnen, that a lot of these people are really out there for themselves. Yes. And one of the cool things about Dune is, like, sure, there's somebody obvious to root for, but r- should you really be rooting for anybody in these situations? And yeah. That's, um, and that's the and that's the little that's the little carrot I'm gonna give all of y'all who haven't um read the second half of Dune or Dune Messiah. So like, you just want like not to spoil anything, mm-hmm. but like. You're not necessarily rooting for someone. You're rooting for someone to get what's coming to them. Exactly. And it kind of forces you into a corner as a reader or a um, watcher or like an audience member. Um, in this case for film, it puts you in a spot where you're like, hmm, am I invested in this for the right reason? Right. You know, and that's the reason why I definitely think Dune is quite brilliant. And I'm really excited that we're getting a part two. Um, because it would be a travesty to have such an amazing um, first part and then, you know, just have it taper off like that. But with that said, Dune Part 2's AIDS a go. I'm super excited. Denis Villeneuve's back. Timothy Chalamet and the rest of the cast are going to be back because I know they want to do this. So it's going to be good. And, you know, maybe um, next podcast or something we could talk about what characters we'd kind of like to see and who we'd like to be in the second movie because there's some characters that haven't been introduced yet. Uh, yeah, like, I really want to see, I'm not, this isn't a spoiler, but there's a princess and she becomes important in the very end of Dune, but she's really important in Dune Messiah. Mm -hmm. So if there is a part three, we got it. We're going to see her. We're probably going to see, uh, the, we, we got the named emperor, but we didn't see the emperor Mm -hmm. in, uh, Dune. So it's going to be. There's going to be also, it's going to, there's going to be a lot more fighting in the second half. Oh, yes. Uh, the one scene of the future that we saw where the cool sand battle, it's, it's going to be good. Okay. I just, I don't have the, the correct adjectives to give to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I failed you. Miss Wellman high horse in English. I'm not good. I'm not good at it. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> it's going to be good. I, I guarantee it. You're, you're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. You're gonna uh, like the way you look. Okay, you're look at us in men, men's warehouse. Anyways. I know. Uh, <laughs> You'll like the movie you watch. I guarantee it. <laughs> okay, and so with that, let's get into our next topic: um, the Eternals. So you, the Eternals um, uh, is directed by Chloe Zhao. Um, it was um, a very like Chloe Zhao is straight off of her um you know oscar, oscar win. win for best you know for best old director which is amazing because she's not just a woman she is also a woman of color which is amazing um and i think that that's just really cool and i think that's a huge achievement 
uh, she's a fantastic filmmaker. She shows a lot of amazing filmmaker or filmmaking in her um, Oscar win Nomadland. Very great mm-hmm. movie. And also in this movie, I think she also has a lot of those principles there as well. And I also want to do a shout out to the writers, um, Patrick Burley and Cass Furpo. And um, obviously this is also based off of Jack Kirby's work and Ryan Furpo as well. I don't know if those folks are related or married or anything like that, but anyways. Mm-hmm. So those are the folks who also wrote it. It stars um, Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, um, Angelina, or let me go through the names. Gemma Chan as Cersei, Richard Madden as Icarus, Angelina Jolie as Thena, um, Salma Hayek as Ajak, Kit Harrington as Dane Whitman for five seconds. Um, Kumail exactly. Nanjiani, talk about that. Kingo, uh, Leah McHugh as Sprite can catch these hands. Anyways, <laughs> um, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos is my new gay black dad. I love that man. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> Lauren Ridolph as Makari, probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, one of my favorite characters in the movies. Barry Kogan is Druig. Um, Ma Dong Syok is Gilgamesh, who's probably Chance's daddy, if I know. Uh, yes, you're right. If I know who Chance's characters that he gravitates towards. Yes. And then Harash Patel is Karun. Uh, Bill Skarsgård is very forgettable as Crow. And okay, anyways, I'm just not gonna. The funny thing is, is I'm going at this very sarcastically, and you're gonna be very surprised at my actual thoughts on this. You couldn't movie. even tell that was Skarsgård. You couldn't. But with that said, and by the way, Crow's like the main bad deviant. But honestly, he doesn't matter because he doesn't he matter. To, he doesn't almost, matter to the movie, anyways. Um, almost nothing. <laughs> but with that said, Eternals is this. Uh, is this thousands and thousands of year epic of how it's basically the creation story of um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it. Yes. So that's basically what it is. I think uh, Robert Byer, Burnett, and uh, John Campia were very right when they said um, something along the lines of it being like um, uh, Prometheus, but from the... You know, engineers. point of view of the engineers. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I brain fart for a second. Oh, you but, uh, yeah, like it, they're very right when they said that, and you know that really is a very good thing because the thing is, I think me hearing that really tempered my expectations on what this movie was, mm-hmm. as opposed to what somebody might think this movie might be if they've watched other Marvel movies. Right. But with that said, um, what are what's Eternals to you? Like, what do you, what do you what um what was the what do you like conceptualize the story about um conceptualizing the story i would say the eternals is like you said a almost a a how to not a how to but a how did this come about for the marvel universe it kind of dwells it expands on some of the concepts that you got introduced to in the guardians of the galaxy movies mm-hmm. Um, it kind of gives a little more explanation. It expands upon like, you know, before the six concentrations that became the infinity stones and all that. Like it's, it's a, I guess, supplemental material to guardians of the galaxy. If that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of. Um, it makes sense. I don't know. It's, it's very interesting in a way where trying to think of what to say it's i don't know it's kind of 
conceptually, it's just a little messy in my opinion. Yeah, and I I, I get what you mean. And um, here's like my kind of thing about it because I um, wanted to like kind of. I don't know. Sorry. I, like, like I'm kind of derailing myself in a way. No, you're fine. But here's my thing about the movie is in all of its flaws and all of the things that frustrated me with it, mm-hmm. I really liked it. Like, yeah. I, I, I really did. And yeah. it's my kind of venom. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. it's your kind of venom? It's my kind of venom because my kind of venom is... Like, cause you know, you know me, I like Venom. Venom's okay, but I don't like it nearly as much as other people do. Right. Um, cause I think that's just stupid. I am willing to give a movie some grace when it swings for the fences and misses. Right. And certain things like I could see somebody who really liked the, the last Jedi liking a movie like this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like being a, like, you know, movies that swing for the fences and are mm-hmm. insanely ambitious, insanely right. well shot and not ill conceived. That's one thing. If there's anything about this movie, you might disagree about. Um, sorry, I'm just getting my cats off of my sofa. Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, if there's anything about this movie, it is not ill-conceived. No. It was uh, catered with love. You can tell the writers, you can tell Chloe, really love this story that they're mm-hmm. telling. There is some, f- I would be, I would be foolish to say that there weren't some fumbles yes. in conception and all that kind of stuff. But I absolutely love the spirit of this movie mm-hmm. and what it was going for. They should have probably not tried to have an origin story for 10 characters though. That's one thing like that's, that's one thing that I will say about it, but it's just, I, but one thing that I do think that this movie does right is I think that the mythology is very, very cool. I think the way that it was shot is very cool. And I think big kudos to Kevin Feige for allowing this to happen like allowing this movie to happen because mm-hmm. if there's anything like a lot of people are probably have been saying like, well, you know, phase four hasn't doesn't seem a lot like the other phases. And I don't like that. I actually really like that because I yeah. haven't had more fun with Marvel in a hot minute. Uh, like a Shang-Chi is amazing. Yes. I was just watching like the first few scenes of Shang-Chi cause it's on Disney plus and Today, I, yeah, I was watching the first few scenes of it and I was like, wow, this is just unlike anything in the MCU that I've seen. And I watched all of the Eternals and I'm like, wow, this is like nothing that I've ever seen mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I really a big hat off to that kind of stuff. But with that said, uh, do you have anything you want? I think we did a pretty good uh, job talking about like kind of what the Eternals are. Well, basically, if you don't know who the Eternals are, like we talked about the movie, but if we don't know who the Eternals are, basically they're ancient beings that were brought to Earth to you know herald it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, cause progression and all that kind of yeah, stuff, evolve uh, and like evolve the Earth and everything like that, and then all that kind of stuff, and that's kind of how this how the whole story starts. But Chance, you have anything else you want to say before we get into spoiler territory? Um. Yeah, most of the things I have to say are spoilerific. So yeah, uh, I, I I understand. So you know, I I enjoyed it. I don't think I enjoyed it nearly much as you. But that's what you want: content, right? We want yeah. disagreeing opinions. Exactly. So I I'm excited to talk spoilers with you. But yes, overall, exactly. I would say I enjoyed it. 
But what was so um as a spoiler spoiler warning, you know, this is going to be where we get into it, where we get into it. Chance and I start arguing over movies and we're mm-hmm. going to stop being friends because of the Eternals. Um, you know, classic. Nobody's allowed to disagree. Classic misdirection. <laughs> but uh yeah. So, um I don't know because I could tell they're being very close to the vest with mm-hmm. Icarus's character. Yep. Um, and that made me very suspicious of him from the yeah. get-go. He seemed very closed off. And yep. also, I was thinking to myself, it can't be... I go, you can't just kill a character like Salma Hayek's Ajax off screen mm-hmm. and it not be suspicious. And then I was also thinking in my head... Who have we seen in a scene before in trailers mm-hmm. with Ajax? And I like kind of put it together in my head. A white man, even oh, <laughs> typical. <laughs> <laughs> just Schmidt just shows up. A white man? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, watch New Girl if you haven't. It's a fantastic show. Schmidt has one of the best character arcs of any sitcom character ever. But. Anyways, uh, yeah, so um, Icarus I, well, Icarus being bad wasn't something that I saw a mile away, but it was something that definitely was in the back of my mind because I'm like, this guy is closed off. Um, but at the same time, it's like, ugh. but regardless of all of that, um, I thought that, that that was like a big spoiler off the get go just to get mm-hmm. people, you know, he's no good. But- Traitor. If there's one thing about this movie that I really thought was uh, interesting was just kind of seeing the trek that these characters had to go through to get to who they were um, in the future for the most part. Not all of them, but for the most part. Um, But yeah, Chance, I know you have some Mm -hmm. um, issue with character beats. What were some things that you were thinking about that? Well, okay. first off, there's there's fucking too many characters. Let's just start off. There are too many characters. Too many. There's too many to give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I tried my best. I think I know all their names. I'm pretty sure I do. Um, do you want me to put IMDb in front of you? No, I already have it in front okay. of me. <laughs> uh, the only one, I couldn't remember Arishim's name. Okay. The the Celestial. Mm-hmm. But, okay, I'll go through some of the, the bad beats, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. So you have Sprite, who is upset that she was designed as a child. And is this immortal demigod being. And she doesn't like that because she has a crush on Icarus. But, you know, she's been with her family for thousands of years, and right? And, you know, Icarus betrays them. And she betrays her family, whom she has known for eons, because she has a crush on Icarus. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do that? It doesn't make sense to me. Also, I kind of hate the fact that, like, I really liked Gilgamesh, and they killed his ass. They killed him right in front of me. I can't believe they would do such a thing. I And I get what you mean. And the only thing that me gives me a For little a bit of... a shitty eh, villain. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that does suck. But they are Eternals, and they are beings that can be re-uploaded I and know, repurposed I so i doubt that anything is really too permanent when it comes to these people or these um beings um these fancy but, robots what they are yeah but it's like one of those things where um 
I just, okay, because this movie would have really benefited from, uh, I understand why it wanted to be as ambitious as it was, but if you want to make a film ambitious as well as impactful, I think that it would be a very good idea to, um, you can like say like, I'm not saying that Sprite didn't have to be a character, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that her being a character kind of wasted some time uh, that they yeah. could have um, enforced they- in the people a little bit stronger. And that's the thing is that what I did have there, the bones of what we had there was something really, really special in my opinion. Cause I really liked Gemma Chan as like the pretty much lead mm-hmm. because she, you could tell that she loves humans and you mm-hmm. could tell that she had a great compassion for them and everything there. And also you could, also tell at the same time that Icarus didn't really as much love humans. He very much so saw himself as a herald mm-hmm. uh, because obviously, because he, he always knew yeah. about what his true purpose was, but also at the same time, like I really wish they established why um, Cersei would even give a shit about Icarus right. because he was just a handsome guy. He's like just- that's literally what it was. It's like, Oh, I'm handsome man. And I didn't really buy it. I it's funny because like in the five seconds that she's been like in comparison as far as time goes, mm-hmm. in the five seconds that she uh what had a relationship with Dane Whitman, she had ten times more chemistry mm-hmm. with him than um Icarus. And that's the thing, is like Gemma Chan and or Ic- or Icarus and Cersei, the like sexual tension and everything should have been oozing off of the mm-hmm. both of them if they'd been each other with each other for that long. Right. The movie keeps on telling us that these people matter to each other, but it's one of those things where I don't know if I necessarily buy it as much as uh I don't, Zhao and company yeah. want us to. You know what I, I mean? I don't believe you, Anakin and Padme. <laughs> you know, for sure. They they're better than Anakin and Padme, though, I will say that. Okay, they're not that bad. <laughs> but. They're not they're they are not that bad. But it's like with that said, um as far as stuff goes, the movie like the movie has emotional beats that I didn't necessarily love, like with Sprite and with that relationship. Mm-hmm. But one thing I did love is I loved Fastos and his family. Like I, I did lo- like that. Like I love Fastos and his family. I loved um, the way that uh, Makari and Druig um, interacted with each other. If anything, they really should have given them more. Yeah, time because was... like, like obviously it's a little weird the way they conceived it, but at the same time, it was. Ju- I really liked the way that they were around each other because mm-hmm. you could tell that okay somebody who's deaf and also somebody who could basically delve into minds and everything like that. Mm-hmm. They can communicate with each other pretty easily right. and everything like that. And I thought that that was kind of sweet. And I thought that the Eternals conflict was really, really cool and well-conceived. It's just that it needed some more, I think it needed some more speed. And I think this movie was a little bit too afraid of, sticking it more into the past right if that makes sense mm-hmm. i would have been okay with us staying in the past for a little bit longer even right and then kind of showing some more stuff in the future you know what i mean just so you can get um really 
long sweeping things there and like a lot of people have said that eternals really could have been a part one and part two kind of movie and it, it could have been, been a like, disney plus show it could have been way more conceived you know the thing is the only reason why i don't necessarily agree with you with you when you say a disney plus show is that it's like this movie like the the action and mm-hmm. the budget and everything that stuff was killer right i highly doubt that they would be able to make something with that kind of a scope with a budget for tv well they'd have you know to what i mean yeah i guess they'd, they'd have, have to, to pay out the wazoo for that right and maybe an eternals disney plus show is more in the books now after the movies come out anyway not for sure because i feel like i don't know if there's these you know millennia spanning characters you could you could really set the plot anywhere. No, for sure. And, like, I'm pretty sure that um, Ryder has even said they want to do it. Yeah, because, like, there's no reason it couldn't have took place in the 80s or something like that. No, but, for sure. But I guess post-snap or post-endgame is what they want to do. Like, I feel like Black Widow is kind of a uh, maybe just sort of a just closing the closing the book on the character, maybe. Because I was like not a super fan of like going backwards, and maybe that's like why I like Shang Chi so much. Is just because like oh, this is something new, and maybe setting it in the past might have kind of caught in the Black Widow vibes. But I did get Black Widow vibes from the villain, though. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, like the thing is, Crow is just he's like the main uh, deviant. Oh, oh, one thing that we didn't mention in like the preface of everything. But if you're in the spoiler, I think you understand what this movie right. is at this point. You but know. the deviants are the sworn enemies of these Eternals. Yada yada yada. They're sent to basically destroy the deviants and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or that's what they were told by Arishim. That's yeah. one thing. As I think Arishim is a liar, but he's a liar on purpose. I don't think it's uh you a bitch Arishim. I don't think that it's a omission from a plot point where they're just being stupid and moving mm-hmm. things out. I think that Arishim Loki told them the wrong creation story. So yeah. I'm not even sure if the infinity stones technically predate them at that point, because he could technically be lying about a lot of yeah, stuff. He could be, you know what I mean? Because he, be he already fibbing. lied to them saying that like he already wipes their memory every time they have right. to like go to a different planet and everything. And <clears throat> like, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where I have a weird relationship with this movie and I really need to see it again to be right. fair. I tried to see it again before we recorded, but I just didn't have much time. Right. But um, one thing about it is that I just loved, I loved what the movie was going for and I loved the concept of it and I loved it when it executed it correctly, mm-hmm. but I, I wasn't like mad when it didn't execute it correctly, I was just a little disappointed. You know right. what I mean? I was just like, uh, I was like, that's kind of, that kind of sucks. Right. This beautiful movie, beautifully shot, amazing action. Like mm-hmm. honestly, some of the best superpower action I've seen in a hot movie. I will give it that. Cause it, I thought that that was fantastic. If there's one thing you can say about the MCU in phase four with Shang-Chi and with um, Eternals, shoot, this action Damn. has been slapping. Like yes. none other. And it's one of those things where like I really enjoyed um, kind of like what all this stuff was kind of going for. And I really and I thought and I thought a lot of stuff worked for me. Like I really liked it. it and you know and you know how I consume like mm-hmm. movies. I consume it as uh, like 
I, I don't know if this is the right way. Right. I know uh, I know a lot of people aren't necessarily like this when they watch movies, but I see something I see flaws and I'm like, okay, that's a flaw, but mm-hmm. I really like this part of this movie. Right. And I'm not gonna let that I'm not gonna let flaws um completely uh Ruin put it. me down on it. Yeah. But with that being said, I don't necessarily think it deserves as much hate as it's really getting and the reason why is that like and you can think how whatever you think but this movie isn't as bad as the word of the dark world in my opinion yeah it's not rotten like i don't think it's i don't necessarily think it's terrible i'm bummed out because you heard such good um internal rumors about this Mm -hmm. movie like people were like people at marvel were saying this movie was the best movie they made and i think this movie suffers from uh and the thing is you guys are gonna get mad at me for comparing it to this because you know how much i hate this movie um i think it suffers from batman v superman syndrome where the movie is a huge sweeping epic and the people working on the movie are obviously going to be like wow that was such a feat because that was so ambitious the thing Mm -hmm. we just did and that makes it awesome and sure in, in in concept that should make something awesome right but however if you leave storytelling to the wayside and put too much um and put too much of your reliance into big picture things and not look at the smaller things mm-hmm. it tends to fall apart um quite a bit in my opinion so yeah yeah because like i don't know like uh going back to like the characters just like i thought that they the ones that were more interesting weren't the focus like i thought i thought gilgamesh and thena was a lot more interesting than cersei and uh sprites kind of to do and also mm-hmm. going along with that the fact that like you don't have makari until like the beginning of the third act is like a crime in my opinion it's terrible like, like it, it really is because you don't know you miss her until <laughs> you don't know you miss her until you have her in the end of the movie there i'm just like what the hell and it's like one of those things where it is genuinely a huge bummer that they spaced things out the way it did because this movie uh, uh, sh- suffers from being kind of short-sighted and being a tad bit far-sighted at the same yeah. time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where I think that's the reason why I said maybe staying in the past a little longer and explaining why they're in a place of conflict mm-hmm. would be the best way to go for it. Like personally, I would have had a long-running thing uh, go on and then you see why Dr- and then you can go through there and say like the stuff with druig the conflict between druig and ajak happens mm-hmm. and then it is and then he disappears for like a few hundred years and then he comes back and then makari is like frustrated at him because of that yeah and then like, you can still have that still you can still have that kind of drama but you don't necessarily have to put it in the main in the main timeline i understand that you really have like in order for these movies to feel real to the mcu you have to have at least a good portion of it be in present day and Mm -hmm. i think that works but at the same time 
I really think that like, I know I, I really do need to watch this again, but because there's a lot, there's just yeah. the, like there's a lot of stuff thrown at you. It's very accurate when people say that this is the most DC kind of film that yeah. Marvel has ever done. Well, <laughs> so yeah, you're gonna hate me for this comparison. Why? But like, uh, you just might. Um, I don't know them. The, the Eternals like splitting up. You know what it reminded me of? What? Like in the first live action Scooby Doo movie, <laughs> when the gang breaks up, that's funny. They're just like, "All right, we're done here. We're we're sick of this." Like I thought maybe it would have been more interesting if like the Eternals split off like one by one, like like first Druig leaves and maybe Makari leaves and like you know throughout history history or something like that because it's just like, "All right, we we killed all the deviants. Good job, guys." You know what, Ajax? I fucking hate you. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh shit. All like, right, that, that would be a little more interesting. And the thing is, is that like I definitely have faith in the Eternals as characters. Like mm -hmm. I have faith in them, and I have faith in them moving forward as the MCU. Right. Because I, because if there's one thing, um, Chloe, uh, um, oh shoot, we didn't even get to talk about this. Or wait, we should probably talk about this at the podcast or in the podcast but um kevin feige is enamored with chloe Zhao as a filmmaker yeah he is 110 percent behind this movie even with it being divisive yeah and he's 110 percent behind chloe Zhao. yeah and it's because she's a brilliant filmmaker and i'd still argue that she's a brilliant filmmaker even though this movie was very middling in certain yeah. you know points of views i really liked it but i walked out of it being like not everybody's going to like it because not yeah. everybody is me. I had the same exact thoughts when I yeah. walked out of The Last Jedi. I understand that I am a weird person when it comes to my movie taste <clears throat> sometimes. I'm not necessarily saying, like, the thing is, I have opinions, but I'm not, <laughs> but I always qualify them with the fact that if something works for me, that does not mean it's going to work right. for you. <laughs> it's just my taste. Exactly. You don't need to trip, dog. And so, like, but with that said, now there's rumblings that Chloe Zhao is going to direct Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie that he's really? producing. And I listened to our episode, by the way, when that dropped. That dropped in 2019, that story. And we haven't heard about that Star Wars movie since. That was 2019? That was 2019, I'm Jesus pretty sure, my guy. Christ. Isn't that crazy? Been but doing this a while. We have been. We have been. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like one of those deals where it's just like, um, it's just crazy to me and that people are like oh well you know what's gonna happen to the eternals the eternals aren't going anywhere no these are still like if anything well, they did these characters somewhere. are still very good blueprints yes. and i'm still very excited for the future of the characters um and with that said um do you want to get into some dane whitman talk because i think dane whitman might be something that we're gonna have a lot of fun talking about i do want to mention one thing real oh quick. yeah what's up uh a, a few things. One, I really liked. Oh, what was his name? Who was uh, Karun from uh, oh, Kingo's? He's so funny. Kingo's assistant. He's I really funny. <laughs> we haven't talked about Kingo that much either. We need to okay. talk about Kingo. I liked Kingo a lot. Me too. I like. But Kingo. you know what? It just get him, makes me mad. Another thing that just makes me mad is he disappears in the third act. I'm like, no, Kingo, where the fuck are you going? Like I kept and expecting like, him to come back. I knew what they were going for. Like, I knew exactly what they were going for with Kingo leaving and with um, Sprite 
um uh, with sprite defecting kind of all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff i just wish they put more seeds for it because yeah. if the uh because these are cosmic beans beings for the right. most part they understand the cosmology of the universe if you notice the people who are team cersei were the ones who were very big into humanity mm-hmm. and sure like they're all of them love humanity mm-hmm. but the one like even though kingo is a funny marvel character you know he's the comic he's the big Mm -hmm. comic relief guy of the team he is still very pragmatic with the way he interacted with humanity he knew who he was and the same goes for icarus obviously a little too much and uh sprite always felt alienated so she would probably have those opinions too i understood why those characters would be on their respective uh things there but they just kind of it was kind of ill-conceived but with that said the whole kingo leaving the third act was frustrating because it makes sense from a story point of view but it was very quickly and poorly executed well because like in my opinion kingo would be the one who gives the most gives the most shit about humanity because like Mm -hmm. he spends his days among the people Mm -hmm. he has an assistant who knows he's an eternal Mm -hmm. like who he obviously cares about a lot Mm -hmm. because he's like well i mean maybe not obviously cares about a lot but he's like he makes sure he 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 takes great care to make sure his assistant's around Mm -hmm. so it's just like i feel Mm -hmm. i feel as though he would be the one who was most on board with this Cersei's plan to prevent. Oh, by the way, there's an eternal cooking in the earth or not an eternal, a uh, celestial cooking in the earth. That's kind of the whole crux. We didn't mention that. Well, the thing is, is like, it's spoiler talk. Like right. if, if it's spoiler talk, we're just assuming you've seen yeah, it. You've seen, you've seen, you, the movie. Yeah, you've seen the movie. And if you haven't, oof. Yeah. There's a celestial Yikes, dog named Tiamat who yeah. is in the earth's core. But like, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you. And here's the only right. reason. Here's the only reason why I, I disagree um, is because Kingo. Yeah, he cares about humanity. He cares. I know he cares about mm-hmm. Karun, um as well. But does when you have like like I'm not saying that he's a selfish okay okay he is a selfish person right so that's kind of what i'm saying it's like i don't necessarily know if his love for humanity is as pure right as like like and he cares about his family i know for sure he cares about his family and that's the reason why i feel like he wouldn't want to fight because his whole thing wasn't necessarily like uh his thing was like i don't know if we have the right to stop the celestial from being born because right. when celestials are born they create new universes mm-hmm. so it's or like new suns they're new suns new yeah like and they create new life mm-hmm. and so it's like who are we to like say that these people's lives matter than more other people's lives you know what i mean i get and it so like i think the reason why i feel like kingo was true to his character was because he Oh, wait, I felt like he always kind of had that view of humans in general. And the thing is, is like, despite him being a little iffy in those areas, I thought that he was very, he very much loved his family too much to fight them. He couldn't justify doing one of his blaster pistol hands Mm -hmm. to Icarus or Cersei. You know what I mean? And so that's one of the things. But with that said, they really could have figured out a way to get him. In like that they could have sown those seeds maybe better because like 
it was honestly like the scene before where he's telling Icarus, like, you know, I'll follow you to the end as usual. And mm. then he's just like, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Icarus, uh-huh. you've gone a little crazy in my opinion. So I'm just going to peace out, you know? Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, like it could have been done better. And I think, I don't know if maybe they, if he'd shown like maybe more disregard for like Karun's safety or something, like maybe that could have been something <laughs> like. Just I don't know. I'm spitballing here, but, but he just, still cares for Karun. Like, I know. I'm saying he doesn't care about people. I know. It's just like it seems like I don't know because it just seems like he's been embedded in human culture so much that he mm-hmm. would. But I can I can see what you're saying mm-hmm. as where it's like duty over what he believes or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just something that kind of frustrated me a little bit. But now we can talk about Mister Not So Black Knight. <laughs> Uh, the thing is, is that two like, out of ten, not enough Black Knight. I knew that this was going to happen because the thing is, I'm like, there's no way that they're going to make this up because once I realized there is too much going on in this damn movie, mm-hmm. I'm like, if they add in a Black Knight subplot, this is going to weigh the movie down so much. Yeah. Even though I would have liked that. I would have really liked to see some Black Knight origin because I know nothing about Black Knight. Um, I do know that he has the ebony blade. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what a lot of people call my. Pi- I mean, Whoa. <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy, tiger. Uh, hi, mom. Anyways, um, <laughs> but any- <laughs> but uh, the ebony over bl- it, can you? <laughs> <laughs> but the ebony blade is basically a um blade that is passed on in his family basically his mm-hmm. um his um ancestors like his ancestor was like percival who was a knight of the round table and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and a blade that he has that kind of has powers that are like it's kind of like milner it's yeah. like only only certain people can use it technically it's a symbiote <laughs> Um, depending on which comic you adhere to. Um, oh, that's the same sword? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so um, it's one of those, or I could be wrong, but um, but it's basically a very powerful blade, and it causes the wielder to live longer, and it causes him to have great power. And Does the that make only issue, yeah, the, oh, it's like the only issue is it gives you an insane amount of bloodlust. So there's been a lot of different Black Knights throughout Marvel history, and Dane Whitman happens to be one of the good ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like, just like that one random guy um, from middle school's dad used to call me. Hey, hey, you know I like your friend there, Corey. He's one of the good ones. Anyways. <laughs> oh my god i'm just pulling out all the jokes today you are so trauma anyways uh let's see well it mentions null and fandom the legacy of your kin boy you had it wrong all this time the enemy blade can only be wielded to its mightiest potential by those impure of heart so the ebony blade was a magic blade formed by merlin and sir percy from the seerstone meteorite the Ebony Blade was enchanted to cut through any object to prevent Ooh. the death of its user Ooh. and to deflect any magic. Ooh. But it also carried a curse that would slowly corrupt any user and cause a lust for violence, bloodshed, and death. According to Noel, Merlin lied about the true nature of the Ebony Blade, and it could only be wielded by the impure of heart, drawing out their negative emotions until they become bloodthirsty berserkers. 
So it sounds like Noel knows about the sword, so maybe it is uh, the symbiote sword. Mm, nice. But because the thing is, when you see the ebony blade, it kind of like looks like a symbiote too. Mm-hmm. When you see it in the post credit scene. But I uh, think that I think that sword's called the all black. Oh, okay. Look at me just being pwned. Because uh, well, I just googled my... symbiote sword and it said uh, okay. all black symbiote earth 616. Okay. Well, you know, like the thing is the more you know, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so basically um, Dane, Whit- this is like a big Dane Whitman tease because I love me some Kit Harrington dude. Like I love Game of Thrones. He was robbed in my opinion. His storyline was robbed in my opinion. Yes. Goodness me. I was really pissed off about what they did with his character in Game of Thrones. They should have just kept him dead um, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> like seriously like they might as well have because he died and then sorry spoilers for Game of Thrones but he died and then he just he came back. He did a couple of cool things when he came back but then they just decided to make him a stupid man. They're like, I don't want to go too much in the detail on how stupid they made him, but still, uh, basically they're like kind of setting up, um, Dane Whitman because Dane Whitman as black Knight and Cersei are, first of all, their romance is in the comics. Like they are romantically inclined and, um, they are Avengers. So I think if there's any, um, people who are going to be very linked to the MCU moving forward mm-hmm. and the new iteration of the team, I think it's going to be Cersei and uh, Dane Whitman. And I am very all, I'm all for that because I like both of those characters quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, I think it would be really cool to have um, them around. And I'm also just like really excited to see like, first of all, like I'm a sucker for some cool character designs and the black knight has really cool character design so i just think that'll look really dope what's your excitement level for the black knight being entered entering the fold i'm just kind of excited to learn more about black knight because like getting into phase four we're getting into characters that i don't have any earthly idea like i thought i was cool when i knew who the guardians of the galaxy were before like the Anybody guardians else. Came. no for sure and i was just like ha ha, ha i like, know ha ha i know who captain marvel is i know who the guardians are i know who ant-man is like and now i'm at the point where i'm like i got nothing because like um i so i'm just kind of excited to learn more just because uh eternals hasn't been like around in popular media outside of the of the books so it's just sort of um I don't know. It's very exciting to me that I can finally learn something new. And that's kind of, that's another bummer about the movie. Cause I was just like, man, I really wanted to learn more about black Knight, and I didn't really get it. Yeah. I just got a tease. And the thing is, is like, it's not like it was called Eternals and the black Knight. You know right. what I mean? I know. So I just kind like, of assumed he'd be a part of the team. No, for sure. And I, I didn't think he was really going to be a part of the team. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why is because I like saw the, tra- like, I know right. you saw the trailers too, right? but like I saw the trailers and I noticed that he wasn't there during like key action set pieces. Mm-hmm. And that was a big red flag to me. So being like, okay, don't expect Kit Harrington to be here too much. Right. And I think in promotional material, they're even saying like, oh, he's not going to be too big in this movie. But it was, but I still really liked him every time he was there. Yeah. I really liked that gag about him keeping on when he kept on asking uh, Cersei if he could be a giraffe, <laughs> if she could turn can him. Can you into make a, me a giraffe? Is that can you make me a dwarf? 
<laughs> that the beautiful buttery accent of his. What a, what a sweet man. And then she's like, I can maybe make you a giraffe <laughs> at the end. Yes. Yeah. It's like, you'd be a cute giraffe. Is that what she said? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I really liked the relationship. Like, it was a lot, I, it's just a lot more convincing than Icarus and Cersei. Just because it, was, it was, it was. I just kind of wanted more of it. Just like, they were like in the middle, when they picked up Druig, and it's just like, hey, uh, what's going on? Oh, connection spotty, gotta go. And that's, I'm like, God damn it. No, we're not going to get sure. a, we're not going to get enough black knight in this movie. Exactly. Well, it's not technically black knight yet. Yeah, and the thing Don't get is, mad at me. <laughs> no, nah, but it's it's going to be good, but uh I just wonder where he's going to show up next because we don't know if it's going to be an eternal sequel or cuz like I sure hope it's sooner. I cuz like it's got to be maybe an Avengers level threat. <laughs> like either cuz the thing is, is he has to get the he has to get the blade and like i don't know if it's because like i think we'll because the thing is um i want to talk about like because this is kind of what i want to how i want to structure it i want to talk about the final act Mm -hmm. and then we can talk about the post credit -credit scenes and then kind of get over with it so we can just uh, get over with the eternal stock right and so um let's just delve into like that um like last act final Mm -hmm. um you know badass fight scene that kind of happened really Mm -hmm. like that fight scene and then just go into the ending there so he can explain a little bit more of black Mm -hmm. um night and where we think um his character is going to go in the post-credit scene or due to the post-credit scene so um basically i just thought it was very um i thought that that final act was really interesting like, cause basically, you know, uh, at one point in the movie, um, uh, Cersei, um, turns a deviant into a tree mm-hmm. and, um, she's never like, she's able to like change matter and yeah, shift it into different matter, things. but not like living things. Like, yeah, exactly. So she's never realized that she could do that before. So basically they try to do that on a celestial level. And then, um, big reveal happens that, um, Ajax or Icarus basically reveals that he killed Ajax mm-hmm. and he killed Ajax because Ajax was like, yeah, we should probably stop the emergence yeah. because humans are different yeah, for whatever he, reason that humans are different. Humans <laughs> snapped back every everyone. I think that's why Ajax wanted to save humanity. Just like, yeah, the humans kind of just like undid what Thanos did. And that's, exactly. And that's pretty neat, yo. Exactly. And I think that they like. I think her perspective just shifted because mm-hmm. like no other race has necessarily been capable of that. And there are mm-hmm. more technologically advanced races in the MCU than mm-hmm. humans. You know what I mean? And right. That's like the thing that's really interesting about that. Right. And so I thought that that was very like, I thought that was really cool, but regardless of that, um, Icarus was big mad about that, so mm-hmm. he basically fed her to some deviants, and yeah. um, uh, because you know, basically sh- her only power is healing, so she can't really she couldn't heal fast enough, right? Um, to really take it. So with um that kind of said, uh, there's a big battle at the end. Gosh, you know who we haven't talked about much during this podcast at all? 
Athena. Athena. Yeah. Because she's just such a big nothing burger. I yeah. feel bad. It's like why waste bad Angel- for Angelina? Why like why Angel? Why like she was such a badass? Like don't get me wrong, she was amazing for the role. But I really hope they do more with her later. You know? Yeah. Like she's just kind of like there to be like Angelina Jolie. Yeah. And a badass. Exactly. Be 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 cool, Angelina. Be go, Mister and Mrs. Smith on their asses. <laughs> Uh, like it just seemed like that, like her, it just seemed like when they made it, so her like memory, she was remembering things from when they got memory wiped. It just seemed as like a way to just like sideline her. So like, Hey, Gilgamesh, go take care of this, please. Okay, sure. Whatever. Uh, I can do that. Not like I had anything else to do, No, but (laughs) Gilgamesh obviously cares about Thena, but no, exactly. It was just kind of like. Oh yeah, let's just make her kind of go crazy, and then we don't have to deal with her, you know, spear wielding ass anymore, because that's just what we do here. I don't know. I, I just didn't. I just didn't think they did Thena justice in this movie at all. Mm-hmm. It just kind of seemed. Again, that's the that's the symptom of how many characters are in this movie. Like you know, you got Thena and Gilgamesh. You've got Phaestos. Fastos, yeah, Fastos. Uh, his family. You've got Druig and Makari's relationship. You've got, you got everything. You got, like I said, like there's just a lot. Uh, there's a lot of characters, and it's just hard to do that with. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's granted, like it's, two and a half hours is a big runtime, but even still, exactly, it's like ten characters is a bit too much to chew when it comes to all that. And that's coming, and you know, like, but it's coming from somebody who actually really liked the movie. Like, because, mm-hmm. like, I was, because I was genuinely entertained and engaged, mm-hmm. and I liked it, and it wasn't something where I was watching it, looking at my watch, and hating it the entire time. Yeah. Um. So it's, like, one of those things where, like, even with somebody who was engaged and liked it, it was like, gosh, this movie's really, like, going for it a little bit too much when mm-hmm. it comes to, like, like, it's really, like, so it, it just took too much. Right. But regardless of that, the final battle is really cool because it really super speed. It shows, yeah. It shows the power off the power sets of the Eternals in the battle really well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like Chloe Zhao was obviously very inspired by Zack Snyder. And mm-hmm. I think it was more it was such a love letter to how he shot his Superman shots because mm-hmm. it was really, really cool. And if say what you will about Zack Snyder, but he knows how to do action. It's um, more so Man of Steel than other yes. things. And so like that was really cool the way they did that. Makari. Uh, but one thing that Zack Snyder could learn from is the way she handled how Makari. To super speed. Because Makari is the coolest speedster um, that I've seen in live action. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be um, X Men from the Fox um, days with silver, with silver, or with uh, Quicksilver. Uh, Quicksilver. But uh, he even fell into the trappings of let's slow everything down, bullet time, and do all that kind of stuff. But uh, Makari showed why it's cool to be fast, yeah, and how it can still look cool while looking fast, yeah, you know. And so I thought that her power set was really cool. I also thought it was cool how Fastos um used his knowledge not yeah. necessarily yeah. his bronze yeah his, his technology his, yeah his technology and his brawn um to fight as opposed to um fighting with 
his um you know fists or anything because right. he wasn't necessarily like a big fist guy obviously and no. so i thought that was really cool he could invent a big fist that is true i feel like he could invent a lot of things considering he invented the atomic bomb technically okay so yeah, yeah. I, I i wanted to ask you about that yeah what's up i've seen twitter just dunking on this movie like i have a lot of mutuals who i went to high school with or mm-hmm. met through college and they're just like Ha ha ha, the gay character made the atomic bomb and felt bad about it. And I'm just like, I feel like we're focusing on the wrong things here. I think that's a tad homophobic. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, I think, like, more than a tad. Uh, I, I, can, I feel like I, they're honestly, like, oh, so I can tell you, like, I'll. Like, if your mutuals listen to to the podcast, I'm sorry, but they can get fucked. Um, I know, because I That's like, a really, really rude thing to fuck. I know. I was, just, I was just like, I'm just like, that seems like you're detracting the wrong things, fellas. Exactly. Like, you could talk about character mo- uh, motivation and Like, you can think the movie's stuff. bad or anything. Like, there's no reason to, like, there's no reason for that. <laughs> like, I'm not saying they're like uh, Tyrone Magnus or anything. Was Did you see that, by the way? I um tend to just ignore Tyron Magnus because he's a freaking oh gosh I don't like you know me I don't like talking about other like people creators, in the yeah. I don't like talking about other creators unless I want to credit them for something like right. the only reason why I mentioned Robert and John earlier right, yeah, yeah, yeah. was because I wanted to credit them with an idea that they had yeah because I feel disingenuous if I talk about that like it's my own mm-hmm. um but with that said. Uh, Tyrone's kind of a piece of shit. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, Tyrone is like, oh yeah. Basically, it's funny because he wasn't like this all the time. Um, but like Eddie, he I think he really realized kind of what like the quartering and what those other guys kind of like, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, there's a huge sect of uh, you know, people who like comic book movies and film. Mm-hmm. There's a huge sect of the fandom who are literally just little children. Yeah. They're little children and they're little whiny little babies. Oh, who, no. They see a woman do something like direct a movie or mm. they see a guy who likes other guys in a movie. Can't have that And that makes them really, really mad because women and gay people don't exist. So I'm going to throw a little fit and I'm going to literally put them towards standards that I would never put to a cis heterosexual white man in a film. Give me a fucking break. I Seriously. Know. No, it's bullshit. Cause cause he was, <laughs> cause I, I saw people on Twitter talking about like, Oh yeah. Apparently this dude closed his eyes when the two guys kissed. And I was just like, are you fucking four years old? I'm like, you're a child. Are you, you're a literal you child. You are a baby. It's like, God, you think that if you, see, if you see, you think you think you're going to catch the gay or something. Yeah. If you look at two dudes kiss, I feel, like seriously, I feel like I would dress a lot better if I caught the gay. <laughs> like real chance talk, don't, chance. Don't worry, I like your Columbia hoodie. Thank you. Or I like your Columbia pullover that you've. This has probably been. One I have of the two. two th- I have two of them. Yeah, I was, like, I was about to say. I'm pretty sure you have two Columbia hoodies. The two jackets that wear. Columbia. They're their pullovers and then a pair of gym shorts. And <laughs> hey, you know, chance you do rock the look. To I be do. Fair. I know, but. I, I rocked the white guy who never figured out it was winter look all the time. No, so it's just like if I had a hoodie right now, I'd be wearing it. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. Nothing gets me amped up like bigotry. Like well, like yeah, nothing gets me amped up like uh, creators 
pretty much delving into the most negative and gross part of the mm-hmm. fandom yeah. and being like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to cash in on that. Yeah. There's something about you that makes you like, I'm like, I don't like, I don't care. Like if the like, you know, because Tyrone and those guys, um, even geeks and gamers and all those stupid douchebags <laughs> have way bigger followings than we do and all that right. kind of stuff. But what if I do? I would much rather stay here than be there with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I would mu- because at that point, I feel like a lot of them are even being a tad. Well, not a lot of them, but some of them are even being disingenuous because like I could see through it like it's nobody's business. I don't want to mention anybody else, but there's specifically one person who comes to mind who used to work for a very reputable um, channel. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I don't want to say the guy's name, but you guys can pull it out there. A guy who used to work for screen junkies oh, is now is now yelling and screaming about how his colleagues at screen junkies are too woke and how woke media are and everything like that. When he was screaming about the same, when he was, when he still had the same woke ideas before he got fired for being a freaking creep. So anyways, it's one of those deals. I know I'm making it pretty obvious who it is, but at the same time, that's not give safe. me a break. Give I, me a break. I saw with him. That bullshit. I saw him going after another pundit I didn't like, and I was just like, "Oh no, they're fighting." <laughs> and it's like, dude, I don't know. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Like, film Twitter is just—it's it, it, a it, bad it really place. Should not be as toxic as it is. That's yeah. all I have to say. <laughs> like, sometimes, like Twitter likes to dunk on Reddit, but like Twitter has some of the same negative aspects that Reddit has. Dude, and funny thing is, is that like Reddit. You can find some subreddits. You can find very wholesome communities. Exactly. You can find some really wholesome communities. And and if anything negative does happen in those communities, they get they get on it way quickly. Like way quick. Mods are asleep. But bad things. (laughs) But uh Uh, sorry to get off of the climax of the movie. But regardless of that, um, you just got to my climax of frustration with film Twitter. It's okay. That's fine. I guess I needed to talk about it. Yeah. But you feel um, better? A little bit. That's good. Um, with that said, I just, I don't know. It's one of those things where um, a part of the mo- reason why I love this movie, and I understand that this might be a weird reason to like a movie, because mm-hmm. the thing is, if if I thought the movie was a piece of shit, I wouldn't say this. Right. But um, I like supporting, uh, well, the thing is, I still probably would say something to the to the same lines, but I wouldn't say it in the same way but anyways i i like supporting movies from marginalized voices like mm-hmm. that's the thing like chloe Zhao is not the typical blockbuster director and i think that is a very indicative like regardless of your thoughts on the movie that is very indicative of why this movie is divisive mm-hmm. i'm sorry but like when you have representation when you break down the representation of average film critics to um marginalized ones there's a huge percentage of it being of skewing to the majority you know what i mean like if this movie was directed by say the russo brothers oh you know how many the same yeah you know how many people like we would be talking about it the exact same yeah but you know how many people would be sucking the russo's you know yeah like they they, they they'd be sucking up to them real yeah. quick they'd just be like oh yes they're like yeah 
Let, let they're like we love the Russo brothers. Like I don't they're mean, amazing. I don't mean to call in like the reviewers of Rotten Tomatoes that are all in that collective. I I don't mean to like take them to task or anything, but just mm-hmm. it seems where like the the you know the Asian woman director, the you know gay relationship on screen and all that and just like it just seems real suspect that no, like exactly this the movie's being dragged this way yeah exactly and that's like and i think that's really sad because i saw a very tender and a very warm story there it ha- it was a tender and warm story that had its issues yeah but I it's more saw- frustrating than anything I- exactly and um but with that said there like with the final act with the final act and the final kind of thing their plan was to like basically cause tiamat to become inert almost yeah become, and not become explode, stone and not explode the entire earth yeah and so it's um one of those deals where um yeah so they try to form a unimind uh <laughs> <laughs> sprite stabs cersei like the little punk what she a is bitch dude come on sprite i just wanted to like you know how like you want to like kick children that are like in uh all the time um, mm-hmm. or like in like random stores or something because they're being annoying i i wanted to kick sprite and you want to know the funny thing though is that somebody brought this up on tiktok mm-hmm. and because like the, the movie ends with like uh cersei causing sprite to be able to be human mm-hmm. and it's funny because like this lady goes you know you know cersei had enough energy to like grow her up or age her up a little bit mm-hmm. but sprite was <laughs> cersei in, in the back of her head was like nope nah. <laughs> you have to grade school yourself through this <laughs> let's go you're gonna get bullied <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna like it uh, and that means one time. That means eventually Cersei gets to die, or Sprite gets to die. <laughs> Hooray! Haha! <laughs> 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 Inevitable ter- march of time. I, I am terrible. The thing is, is that like uh, she's she just sucked. She's terrible. Yeah, she's 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 ugh. but uh. So you know the ending. I know even though I really like the ending, I'm making the ending sound kind of stupid. But right. you know, we made the celestial sleep, all that kind of stuff. Sleep now, but. Um, what's really interesting, the really interesting part of that ending though, is the implications. Now mm-hmm. there's like a huge celestial that's in the Indian, in the middle of the Indian ocean. So that's fun. Giant head and hand. Yep. Just like sticking out there. So that's pretty interesting. That's yeah. pretty, that's pretty fun. There, that's going to be a tourist attraction for sure. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, all the spring breakers are going to be climbing up on that thing. They're going to be jumping off of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to be like, wow, Rad, let's get some gnar next to the celestial, my dude. If there's any, <laughs> Come if on, there's, man. If there's any non-toxic trait of white people, it's definitely like the just the urge to jump off cliffs into water. Nah, for sure. Like, I've seen it myself. I've done it myself. We just <laughs> love doing it. Uh, we, we just, we love danger for whatever reason. We're stupid. But uh, <laughs> No, for sure. Hey, is there sharp rocks? Who cares? Let's mm-hmm. jump, boys. Uh, <laughs> We got the bud. We got the natter days. We're gonna go, but uh, <laughs> the natter days. God, um, but yeah. So I wonder if they'll ever like touch on that. Just like maybe it'll be like a new story in the background of another Marvel movie. It's like, yeah, there's this giant head sticking out of the ocean. Care to comment, someone who's not a celestial? No, yeah, no, exactly. I don't know what it is. It's like, oh, you know. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Maybe, I guess that's a thing. That's maybe a thing some, that's out there. Maybe, wow. someone will, maybe someone will carve it up and look like Stan Lee or something. <laughs> but yeah, so basically at the end there, 
um, all of the like, first of all, um, Druig, Thena, and uh, Makari go out because they want to tell the other Eternals, other Eternals across the stars. Yeah, they want to tell the other Eternals like, hey, we've been lied to. Um, we've been fibbed. Um, we are not like, you know, super beings that are going to do our purpose and go back to Olympia. Yeah. So that Olympia's is fake. So like Olympia is not real. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, and then who stays on earth? Fastos stays on yeah, earth. Fastos Cersei stays on earth. Mm-hmm. Sprite's a human now. Yeah. Uh, Icarus launches himself into the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure Sprite still gets, does Sprite still get taken though? No, Sprite. No, Sprite doesn't get taken. Sprite, okay, Sprite so goes to just, school. So it's Cersei. Oh, it's Kingo. Kingo stays. Yeah, no, well, Kingo's on the Earth too. So, but Kingo, but basically, Irishim is like, comes, yo, let's judge whether you were right mm-hmm. to not awake Tiamat. So he takes Kingo, Cersei, and Fastos. I am mm-hmm. pretty sure, like you know, he's taking him over to the World Forge. Mm-hmm. That has to be where they where he's taking him, and then. Uh, for one of the post-credit scenes, they're flying out there. Um, Makari, um, Athena, and, and Druig are like, yeah. we haven't heard from our, our Earth homies. Our, our, our Earth, yeah, our Earth homies. They're like, we haven't even heard anything. We got to go back. Like, wh- like we haven't even heard anything from our boy Dane. Like, what's like, what's up? What's happening? Like, what's happening with them? And then next thing you see. You see some atrocious CGI. God awful CGI. The worst CGI I've seen in the MCU in a hot minute. (laughs) Think of how awesome the Iron Man CGI looked like in 2008. Mm -hmm. Good God. You had some Warcraft shit in there. Gosh. But we... Okay, so uh, Pip the Troll, wonderfully voiced by Patton Oswalt. Uh, (laughs) uh, Teleports into the ship Mm -hmm. with... Eros, brother of Thanos, played by um, Harry Styles, Harry? which I actually think is very good casting. Yeah, because Eros is supposed to be kind of an airhead and mm-hmm. a just attractive rock star kind of a dude. Yeah. Um, if they go the me- if they go the comic book route, he's definitely going to get me too, and I highly doubt that they're going to do that. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so I doubt that they're going to go with the t- with the timeline where he seduces somebody and then She Hulk put uh, basically puts him in a on trial. And then um, he tries to seduce She-Hulk during that trial. Very messy character. I doubt that they're going to do all that stuff with him. Well, I sure hope not, at least. Well they, <laughs> well, they changed Thanos up by not having him all horny for death. Yeah, literal, literal, The literal skeleton who's curvy. Uh, <laughs> like, how? How did she have those hips? Why? Why does this? Her hips are definitely lying. Those hips lie. She's not, she's not Shakira. Those hips kill. <laughs> Because they literally death. I don't know. Ah, no, I get it. It's it, it's a why. Funny ju- why is the Grim Reaper so thick? <laughs> you can take that out of context. <laughs> I'm just gonna do like a small clip before the podcast, and it's just gonna be you saying why are this. <laughs> There's a couple of podcasts that do that, and I kind of want to try that sometime. No, for sure. You could you you'd either do that or me saying I wish I ca- I should catch the game. <laughs> <laughs> one of those two honestly dude it, you, you'd start uh, i'm good know. for drops man you start wearing some nice shirts i don't know i think uh, you, I, I i personally think you always look nice though chance thank don't worry. you Corey. i appreciate you <laughs> uh but so yeah thanos's brother 
I don't know. Do you think it's um? What do you think about having Thanos' brother now? I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I just think that uh, Marvel has some explaining to do. Yeah, like, um, that's my thing. Because the thing is, with them, I don't necessarily think I'm in love with them making um, the Celeste or the Eternals cybernetic beings that were created right. by the Eternals because it causes a little bit of mess. Because yeah, what does what does I that think, leave Thanos exactly? Because he is technically eternal. But the thing is, a lot of people assume that if they're cybernetic, that means that they can't reproduce. That's just an assumption that a lot well, of people have made. Well, because do we know if uh, Fastos' son is like not his son or is he adopted? Like, well, he stepdad? has to be... He has to at least be a surrogate in some way. That's true. But um, So it's a little less straightforward because um, they probably just did like, you know, what they usually do for gay marriages right. where it's like, you know, soup. Yeah. Try- <laughs> it's like, mix it up. Here you go. <laughs> let's, let's like do a roll of the die and see who the real dad or like, they're both real dads. Right. <laughs> but do a roll of the die and who's see, genetically. and see who's genetically the, the kid, you know, or the son and all that in that case. But, um, I don't know. It's one of the funny enough. He does look like he could be both their kids. He does. <laughs> but, um, but with um, that and all like there what? for you is that it's um, what were you saying? I was gonna say like, well, what part does him being Thanos' brother? What what narratively does that have? What part does that play? You know? Well, it definitely plays something in the past. Like he was born like Thanos was born with a deviant gene, mm-hmm. so he was treated so different. And Thanos is uh, basically the way it's based off of. Because I was reading something on this, mm-hmm. I can't attribute credit because i don't know where i was reading it i forgot right but thanatos is basically darkness and death mm-hmm. and that's kind of where he stems from and eratos is like life okay and so they're supposed to be the antithesis of each other okay so um even though in a way like like what i would like to see is either a past where both of them are alive are both of them are alive and you wanted to kind of see and both of them wanted to kind of see like what they could do mm-hmm. um to help each other or anything like that but then things just went completely awry and eros just couldn't with thanos anymore you know like yeah. kind of this stuff and it's like they called me a madman and they is my brother yeah and so like i don't necessarily know where they're going with it but what i do know is that um in the post credit scene they were all or eros was all like yeah um i know where erishim took your homeboys and we're mm-hmm. gonna go over there because they're in trouble like they're yeah. in serious trouble we need to we need to hop in there and get them real quick because he also has one of those gold orbs mm-hmm. that he had, ajax had that exactly. Cersei has so i'm guessing he was one he was either one of the leaders of their team or something like that and here's the thing Mm-hmm. is i think that an interesting thing and some awesome mythology would be and here's like my tinfoil hat thing go on eros and um thanos are i i think they're eternals and they were well i don't know if this would necessarily make as much sense but there's a possibility in my mind that they could have been eternals at the same time and they were 
Eternals that were basically either their parents were ones that were kind of seated in Titan mm-hmm. in that way. And then they became like very acclimated to Titan and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Or they were them themselves, and then they eventually realized what Erishim or whatever their celestial yeah. was doing, and they kind of wanted to stop it. Eros had his ideas on how to stop the emergence, and Thanos had his. Yeah. And so Thanos's was, yeah, half of life in the Earth, so they're not going to be able to get there anyway, so the celestials mm-hmm. aren't going to consume them anyways. Yeah. But at that point... Uh, Thanos definitely still lost his way because by the end of the end game, Thanos was like, "Nope, I'm just going to create a whole entire different universe." Well, yeah, because like, well, that's always been my criticism of End Game is that mm-hmm. it's not oh, yes. Thanos from Infinity War. Exactly. It's least. like they really take yeah, they take away the Thanos that is you know brilliant, yeah. smart. Um, it's they put him, they strip him down to being just a really big bad guy and yeah. sure it's because endgame is not necessarily about thanos that's infinity war right but it still really does make the movie suffer quite a bit because yeah. of that well because like an- another alternative i guess could be that like those two are like second generation eternals where like mm-hmm. their parents are like one of their parents is an eternal but the other mm-hmm. one is a member of the race from titan mm-hmm. so they could be and that's kind of maybe how like Thanos becomes the way he is where like the deviant gene is a recessive trait in mm. an eternal and that's how he has the deviant gene and that's why he's big mad and purple mm-hmm. like big uh, mad and purple yeah a Thanos story a Thanos story but um yeah so I don't know it's just like I, I just wonder what the implications are of having his brother like is it just like oh hey look this is the guy this is the guy you know his brother you know no for sure and like I I think that eventually they will get into that. And I have faith in the storytellers at Marvel to explain things mm-hmm. because they really did break a lot of stuff in the MCU. But I don't think it was like narrative breaking. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think that there's like a lot of people. And here's the deal. A lot of people complain until they're blue in the face about how, you know, samey the Marvel Cinematic Universe is. Yeah. They really need to not be gunning for this movie as much as they need to then. Because the thing is, is like, like, guys, come on, like, come on, come on. If you're going to have that complaint, don't complain when something's different. I like traditional MCU. I like MCU that reaches out a little bit because it keeps things interesting. Right. That I think that as long as it's a movie that's good and uh, has a lot of good stuff going for it. I'm going to be hard pressed to not really hate it. Like the thing is, I don't really hate any Marvel movie, not even Thor, the dark world. I think Thor, the dark world's kind of boring, mm-hmm. but I don't hate it. So it's like one of those things like, uh, and also, yeah. And something we disagree on, obviously there, right. I don't love, um, Ant-Man and the wasp, but I Hell don't yeah. hate it. <laughs> so it's like, um, so it's one of those deals where it's like that. But with that said, um the next post credit scene you had anything else you wanted to say about uh real quick ant-man and the wasp did introduce agent jimmy woo Ooh, jim woo is so great anyway that makes the movie honestly worth it for me to be fair completely (laughs) worth it anyway gosh uh nothing more to say about Mm -hmm. that uh they really need to fix the cgi on his elf though oh i'm sure they will i'm sure the second that thing this thing goes on to disney plus or something like that you'll just notice it looks completely different (laughs) oh suddenly the smoke cap looks way better but 
the the other um, post credit scene is basically we see oh and just a real quick thing before um cersei gets like jettisoned over mm-hmm. to erishim um dane whitman's walking with her and he's like hey i have to tell you something something kind of you know complicated about my family yeah and I have some interesting lineages it turns out too yeah and so he is by a blade and he opens up well he opens up this box and there's a blade and it's like kind of hovering towards him mm-hmm. and you it's very dark and mysterious it's very spooky. and then this voice in latin on the box itself it says death is my reward mm-hmm. or a greek or whatever 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 old lang- um, sure language wonder woman knows but yes <laughs> uh but yes she probably knows but regardless of that um, that happens, and then he's about to pick up the blade, and then a voice that has been confirmed to be Blade himself, Mahershala Ali. Oh, really? So it has. Yeah, Chloe Zhao. She confirmed it. Oh, God. And this is why I was going to talk about um, his future. Okay. So Chloe Zhao confirmed that it it is Mahershala Ali himself. Um, she He's about to pick up the blade. And then he says, are you sure you, he's like, he's like about to pick it up. He's like, are you sure you want to do that, Mr. Whitman? And then cuts the black. That was cool. It was really cool. I didn't and know it was Blade though. So. That's, that's awesome. I think, I think he has to show up in the next Blade movie then. So you know does that I mean? mean Blade's just like, I know what that sword is and I don't want you to touch it? Um, Either that or his spirit is inside of the blade. I don't know because it was kind of disembodied. I don't, I don't know. think because the thing is, I don't think that they want to have like, like you know the thing with Mahershala. Like, if they want him to be in a post credit scene, show him in the scene. You understand how crazy the people would go yeah. for that? You know yeah, what I mean? Because well, like in my opinion, Black Knight doesn't have like a whole hell of a lot to do with Blade, as far, except for they're both going to be in the MCU. You know what I mean? Well, like he doesn't seem very cosmic. Y- yes and no, but like, like he's the, like supernatural, you yeah. know. But yes and no. But the thing is, is that um, the Midnight Suns, you know, the stuff that twi- film right. Twitter has been going crazy about. Yes. Black Knight and Blade and Moon Knight have That's all true. been on the Midnight Suns together. That's true. And so it's one of those things where they have dealt with the mer- paranormal stuff before. Mm-hmm. And so in the thing is the whole bloodlust and magic is at the um, Merlin. Like some people are even theorizing that Merlin was the Sorcerer Supreme during mm-hmm. the time of the Knights of the Old of the Round Table and right. all that kind of stuff. And so it's like he w- that stuff is bound with magic and right. dark magic at that mm-hmm. and i can't believe they lied and they're like yeah you need to be pure of heart to use this when in reality it's negativity and impureness that causes you That'd to have a power. bad mamma jamma and so it's like something really interesting there but i personally think that i think blades coming out in 2023 finally and i'm pretty sure it's going to start filming in 2022 they haven't necessarily got they've been they've been very hush hush about blade but with that said, I am yeah. um, sure he's going to either end up in Blade. Maybe he'll be in Moon Knight or something like mm-hmm. that. I I don't know. But I think that but I'm very excited to see Dane Whitman and the Black Knight in the new um, series. I just think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah. yeah. So now I like now I like the second post credit scene a lot more than I know that it was Mahershala Ali. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was like, f- sweet. Who did you think it was? 
I didn't know who it was. I was just like, oh. huh, I actually don't recognize that voice. Oh, wow. I should have realized it was Uncle Aaron. <laughs> yes. But it was... But I I thought the post credit scenes were very solid. Yeah, I really liked them. It would have been nice if the uh, jackasses over at um, Entertainment Weekly decide or Variety Variety or Variety. Sorry, Entertainment Weekly. I would never try to tarnish. I would like never. That. I don't you know? I want you to know oh this God. had nothing to do with you. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I don't think there's like. Uh, but yeah, it would be really nice variety if your jerkish um, your writers um, writers decided not to you know spoil the post credit scene. Well, just like it was what a so, spoiler tag absolute ass yeah of them to do that. But anyways, because um, I didn't even think it was a post credit scene. I thought it was just something where it was a part of the movie mm-hmm. and he was just there. And it was in the actual movie. It almost makes me more mad that it was a post-credit scene that, yeah. they, that they spoiled. Like, if you had actually been part of it, I was just like, oh, no, it's the post-credit scene. Why would you... That You know the thing that people sit through the credits for? Why would you, you know? Exactly. But with that said, um, yeah. And that's Eternals. Very excited. Very excited to see what they do with the rest of Eternals. Eternals was a very mixed bag of a movie. I personally enjoyed it, though. But at the same time, I think that the Eternals are going to be a very cool addition to the MCU in the future. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what um, Chloe Zhao does next. Yeah, way better than the Inhumans. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. I don't think it takes much to be way better than the Inhumans, though. Well, yeah. But, yeah. So. Moving on to so some fun, so news fun, so that fun. dropped today. So final so final topic of the day. Final, 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 final speaking point. We talked about Eternals a tad bit longer than we thought. We but did. Um, I think a part of that was when we started ranting about film Twitter. Yeah, but, that was um, that. <laughs> Definitely. But um so uh Disney Plus Day. Um you get to watch some amazing Disney Plus content. So if you haven't seen Shang-Chi yet or Jungle Cruise, I haven't seen it's Jungle Cruise, so I might Neither check I. I might check that out. Um, but I'm definitely gonna still watch Shang-Chi first because I love that movie. Um, favorite favorite comic book movie of the year. I mean, what I do when I get home from work. Love Shang-Chi. But um, with that said, uh, Shang-Chi or with Disney Plus Day, a whole lot of content is dropping on Disney Plus, and a whole lot of future stuff is about to get advertised for. So basically, like Boba Fett's coming to Fortnite, everyone. Woo! God, uh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But um, with that said. Um, a whole lot of stuff happened. Like we're getting a Tiana show. I know, um, I sent, um, my girlfriend that immediately. So like Tiana from Princess and the Frog. Who knew over like 12 years later that that would come back? Like, uh, I'm so excited because I love Princess and the Frog. Um, so. I love the villain in that movie so much. Yes. So Tiana's getting her own show. So that's going to be really fun. It's going to be a musical and that's cool. Uh, there's going to apparently... Apparently, we need another uh, Cars and Mater show. Uh, <laughs> I can't yeah. believe Larry the Cable Guy is going to be a millionaire forever just, just because, because of, of Cars. Just because of Cars. <laughs> uh, he's just going to be chilling in uh, 
He's going to be chilling in Western Nebraska his whole life. Like, yeah, he's going to have that like camo Nebraska hat and that cut off flannel and every in those jeans. And I'm just like, God damn it. Like he can just say, get her done and make a thousand dollars. I'm so jealous. Uh, I wish I could do that. But, but anyways, uh, so we had a lot of average stuff, you know, if you want like high school musical season three, here's the thing. Predator prequel. I know what our fans want to talk about. Let's, what they just, want. let's just talk about what they want to talk about. And it's the Marvel stuff. And oh my gosh, did they serve? Did they yes, say did? Um, so first of all, if you're a fan of the original, um, if you're a fan of the original um, uh, X-Men series, there's going to be a new X-Men series coming out. So basically it's continuation of uh, the old run for you. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be the old like classic one with the like cool yellow costumes and all that ish. So that's going to be a ton of fun. Southern Bell Rogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And so I'm going to basically go through. All it's of the announcements. The, it's called X-Men 97, by X-Men the way. X-Men 97, yes. I was, and then we're getting Moon Knight. We got some awesome footage from Moon Knight 2. Um, like, Oscar Isaac looks amazing. You hear him do the other voices, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even sound like him no. when he's doing the other ones. Like So Moon Knight is exciting. The footage was really cool. You got to see him beating the crap out of somebody. You also saw him jumping, jumping over the sky, a building, yeah. And you saw the moon there. She-Hulk looks like cool procedural court kind of you know mm-hmm. law drama which is nice and fun miss marvel is coming out and it's kind of cool because a lot of people are saying it got delayed to fall 2022 but it's actually summer 2022 oh that's not um, so, bad. so yeah, what it was quarter four <laughs> yeah what if season two um echo has been rumored which is really what cool. is echo echo is i'm not really sure she's basically i think she has the same kind of powers as like uh um why can't I think of her name? She can scream. Screech. No. No, I'm like I'm not sure. I'm not I I all I know is it the one is from that, Venom 2? No. But I don't think so. But Black Canary? Black Canary, I think. But here's the thing. I, I know I could be wrong, but with that said, she's supposed to be a spin-off of a high Hawkeye. So we'll meet okay. her. So we'll meet her in Hawkeye. And then we have Spider-Man freshman year, which I did not know this about this series Mm -hmm. it's an animated series i knew it was animated but it's the only animated series that we've had so far that's going to be canon to the mcu and it's about it's about peter parker so our peter parker Mm -hmm. throughout his freshman year so it's his spider-man it's his uncle ben it's his origin story does that mean we're actually going to see Uncle Ben? so we're probably actually going to see uncle ben that's what i'm guessing at least so you know i think that'll be actually pretty interesting and then we have i am groot which is an animated groot um story which i'm always down for Mm -hmm. because i love me some groot um Ironheart, really excited to see what they do with Riri Williams. Did they show more of Ironheart today? Um no, they didn't, unfortunately. I don't think they've started shooting it yet, have they? I don't think so. I just I didn't see mm-hmm. any announcements about it today. But yeah. And then Agatha, House of Harkness. Mm-hmm. Um still a little mm-hmm. bit, mm-hmm. you know, meh on the movie. But hey, the thing is, obviously they are trying to build up their magic based Marvel right. properties. So 
who better than Agatha Harkness to bring into the fold mm-hmm. or more into the fold? Marvel zombies. I'm so excited for them after that really great what if episode. I don't care what the fanboys say. I've seen a lot of people dogging on that episode. I'm like, that was like my favorite one. That was one of my favorite episodes. And so I'm really excited for them to expand on that. Secret Invasion is going to also be dope. We saw Nick Fury for the first time. Really excited. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, how long and in what parts of the MCU has Nick Fury been a scroll? Yeah, and that's one thing that I'm like been thinking about. Right. Was he a scroll when he got snapped? Yeah. And that's like one thing that I have to you yeah. really have to think about. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, uh, anyways. Um so we have all that and this, and we got some um you know footage from uh Obi-Wan and you know, I know I've just been talking to ear off for the rest for this just showing just listing out the news. What are some things that we're pointing out to you? That you kind of see here. Um, I really, I think the one of the more ones I've been excited for is She-Hulk, mm-hmm. just because like it's gonna be kind of different. Like it's gonna be, I don't know. I like how like the MCU movies dwell into different kind of subgenres of superhero movies, and I like how the TV shows are doing that now. Because like, I think what's kind of interesting about She-Hulk is like she's not like she doesn't have the same there's a different appeal than regular hulk you know like Mm -hmm. hulk's just like you know hulk smash but she hulk is an actual like well hulk's an actual person like you know the jekyll and mr hyde but she hulk is still jennifer walters it's not like she's not a different person as she hulk she's the same person Mm -hmm. just green and tall but like i don't know i'm just uh, kind of excited to see that i'm also excited to see more of bruce banner frankly like I don't think we get enough Mark Ruffalo, to be honest, mm-hmm. just because of the shaky way his movie rights work out. Um, I, I'm kind of, um, I'm really interested in X Men '97 because, like, when, too. when I first got uh, Disney Plus, that was one of the first things I watched was the X Men series from the '90s. Uh, like that, that that theme song still kills today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the reason because, like the reason why I like uh, Hank McCoy in general, cause like he's kind of a weirdo in the comic books, but in that, in that TV show, he's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I'm, I can't wait for the return of Gambit. Uh, no dude. Hey, yeah. This is going to be amazing. Uh, like I'm really excited. For like, it. I wonder if they'll keep those, like those nineties tendencies with this show because, Oh, they have to. They have the original voice cast right, coming back. There's more than one Gator in the bayou. <laughs> did you hear about that, though? No, I did not hear about that. The original right. voice cast. Hell Which is yes. going to be amazing. So they have to do that. Like, they have to, like, I think it's going to be really cool. It's going to have updated, you know, visuals and everything there for you. Mm-hmm. So it'll be in the same style, but have nice HD mm-hmm. kind of visuals and everything. It'll look real smooth and nice and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and but like, I'm clear. It'll be nice. Yeah, I'm going to. I'll be honest like i feel like i don't know it's like because i feel like it was it was like over a year and a half it was before the pandemic was it before the pandemic when they announced like moon knight and uh miss marvel and she hulk it was during the inve- uh, last disney investors meeting okay so like, that was i remember we had a podcast about it that was last year i believe okay or no that was yeah beginning of last year i don't know Maybe I'd have to but check, it's, double it's, check. It's just very refreshing to finally see everything. Exactly, because it was a whole lot of, oh, look at all the stuff we're doing. That's it. <laughs> but can we see? So, no, no, no. We haven't started it yet. 
we're just planning on doing this. Exactly. Like, I don't know, like the Secret War stuff. That's because I'm really interested in more like the space based Marvel stuff. Because mm-hmm. like the scrolls are often the scrolls have like a lot of uh, potential because like the scrolls, as far as we know, are kind of good guys to us uh, as of Captain Marvel. So it's just kind of like. Mm-hmm. Are we being secretly invaded by other scrolls? Like, is there more than one faction of scrolls because, you know, of uh... space racism? Yeah, space racism. <laughs> Fucking Cree. All my homies hate the Cree. All my homies hate the Cree. <laughs> um, uh, all my homies hate space Jude Law. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like if you've um, uh, played the new Guardians of the Galaxy game, you really hate the, you, you, the space race, racism is real. You can just tell. You can just tell the Cree and all of them's just are not are not good people. Not woke. Mm. No, for sure. Because there's like a us subplot in that game where they're like, yeah, if the Cree like sense if you go through any of their outposts and they sense that you are like mixed race, they will literally incarcerate you. Oh, and I'm no. like, that's terrible. <laughs> that is not okay. And the thing is, it has um that point has thematic relevance to the game but it's a spoiler um so um i don't want to get into that if you haven't played the game it's a really good story it's a really good story really like it um friend of the show um jake Jake made a podcast about it Mm -hmm. and so you guys check it out i haven't checked it out yet because i haven't finished the game yet so i didn't want any i'm i'm just about to kind of get into the final act of it and as i'm seeing as i'm in it right now so i'll listen to it afterwards so yeah yeah um, we got. We also got to see a sizzle reel of Kenobi, Ooh, which was kind of nice. That uh, was nice. Like, I kind of wish there was more. I wish. More. I wish there was footage. But we're pretty still. close to Kenobi now. When I is thought, Kenobi coming out? Like, isn't it like May of next year? I thought like summer twenty twenty. Like, it's we're gonna get it before Mandalorian season three. Yeah. So it's got to be close, right? Like, uh, like we're even getting it like way before that Cassian Andor show, which I thought would have been out like a year ago. Like I'm, I'm losing so much interest in that show, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, I guess you, you can look that up, but like, uh, like it had Deborah Chow, Chow uh, there. Dude, I am so excited to see what she does with mm-hmm. everyone because she is fantastic. Yes. She is just amazing. She is. Um, she directed the best episodes of the first um, season, season of Mandalorian. Mandalorian, and um, I am just so excited to see because she's directing every episode of Obi Wan, right? I'm pretty I sure believe so. Is. I think she's the series creator, series creator, series, and I'm like in the same way Robert Rodriguez is mm-hmm. for uh, Boba, the Book of Boba. Ooh, and I'm really excited for Book of Boba too. We never talked about Book of Boba. No, we didn't. Oh yeah, the we trailer came we, out. We, yeah, we didn't talk trailer, about we, it. The thing is, is that. Like, you know, with us getting busier, it's harder for us right. to do weekly podcasts. So it's we like kind Space of, Sopranos. So we kind of, yeah, so we kind of try to do it when important things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, it looks so good. It looks like a mixture of like breaking bad in space with a mm-hmm. mix of Sopran with heavier inspiration from Soprano and the Godfather mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Even though I think that. Oh, honestly, never mind. I don't know if that'd be that cool. But, uh, well, I was thinking to myself, maybe do a little Sopranos 2 kind of thing. If you've seen Sopranos 2, it's where, you know, you see Boba Fett doing Mm -hmm. what he's doing. And then you get flashbacks to him as a younger person with Mm -hmm. Django. And you see how those decisions 
that, yeah. um, that happened when he was a kid has mm-hmm. influenced him as a mob boss now. Yeah. And I think that that stuff is just really, really cool and really, really ripe for storytelling. I actually wish more um, stories did the whole dual protagonist kind mm-hmm. of thing. And this is kind of an offshoot because have you, have you seen um, Godfather? I have not seen I mean, Godfather. Okay, you really need to. Dude. I know. I'm Godfather bad, bad movie fan. Well, no, it's one of those things where it's like I watched The Godfather for the first time. I got really, really sick, and I was taking a script writing class for the first time, and I had mentioned to my, to my professor um, that I uh, hadn't seen The Godfather a couple of days beforehand, and then I missed class. I like basically like sent my professor an email, and he said, hey, The Godfather He's like, Godfather 1, 2, and 3, but you don't have to watch 3. <laughs> he's like, Godfather 1, 2, and 3 are on Netflix. Your homework is to watch both of them. Oh, my and God. And he goes, I know you have Netflix, you nerd. That's literally what he told me. <laughs> you know, it's What was funny. that professor's name? Because I might have had the same one. Uh, oh, gosh. No, he it was at Metro. Oh, it was at Metro. Okay, never mind. That. It was at Metro. Um, uh, real nice guy. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. I'm re- I feel really bad for him because they're not able to get this off the ground, but he's actually a part of the writing process for Beetlejuice 2. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, he's, um, I feel really bad for getting his name. Super cool guy, but he's, um, we can edit it. I'm there. sure, yeah, like I'm sure if I, if I looked up the IMDB for Beetlejuice 2, I'd be able to find him. Right. But, um, he's really cool dude, but it's like, <laughs> goodness. He was talking about, he's like, yeah. Uh, he he even was like, I don't know if it's gonna happen. <laughs> so it's like, no nah, dog. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. There, that didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, with that, like, I I always thought it would be cool to kind of have like a dual kind of like story like mm-hmm. that because that's how the format of mm-hmm. um, Godfather Two okay, is yeah. basically running with you know the Marlon Brando character. Mm-hmm. Um, as a young man, right. you basically see everything that happened to him to cause him to be that iconic figure from the first movie. Okay. And I think that that thematically would be really, really cool to see two journeys at once. But I think that would personally be biting off a little too much right. uh, for the book of Boba Fett to chew off. But anyways, uh, I always thought that that'd be kind of cool. But with that said, gosh, did, did we hear it Din's looks so voice cool. in the trailer? I thought we heard Din's voice. Din Djarin? Yeah. Oh, uh, I thought like when he's like you sit on the throne of your former boss or something like that. Was that mm-hmm. him? It sounded like him. I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. But and the thing is, is like I I really I think, hope he's in I hope Din Djarin shows up because that'd yeah. be cool because they prioritized Book of Boba Fett production over, over Mandalorian season, season three, three, which yeah. is fine because you need know, to borrow the soundstage. And so like yeah, exactly. And so um, I think that that'll be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a really good show. I'm really peeved. That they didn't show anything for Disney Plus Day, to be honest. Yeah. I, well, I mean, we just got a trailer, I guess. We got a, that's true, but we got. That's not a, very long. We got a really cool. I'm sold on Hawkeye now because I thought the trailers were kind of shit, <laughs> to be honest. And but now with that trailer, that with that like extended look, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, this looks good. <laughs> like this actually looks good. Thank and God. So because it looked, it did not look good. 
before that but i kind of like um, the christmas vibes of the I first like the trailer Chris, i like the christmas vibes but i thought the clips that they chose were just kind of eh. mm. and i also really like how they're actually delving into how hawkeye is partially deaf mm-hmm. which is something that's from the comics but they never really like talk about point it. out the fact that he is hard of hearing like mm-hmm. he still can hear people but he's you know he's partially deaf yeah so can. like if think so i'm guessing what happened before is there was something to cause him either his hearing aid wasn't there or, or exploding or arrow something <laughs> yeah something happened and he was because it was really funny because he was like i can't hear you can't I, hear he's you. like i can't hear you he goes you drive and then she's like i can't drive but he didn't he didn't look at her so he couldn't read it he didn't <laughs> read her lips so he doesn't know that she can't drive oh, which is just gonna, which is gonna lead to I know hijinks ensue hijinks and all that kind of stuff. But um, regardless, I think that it looks really, really good. Um, gosh, the first looks at Moon Knight and Miss Marvel and all that kind of stuff is going to be good. What do you think about the whole Miss Marvel stuff with her power set and people freaking out about that? I don't know. I'm kind of bummed we didn't get to see it like it is, is in the comics, but I understand. I don't know, though, because the thing is, they showed a little bit of her powers. Right. Just a little bit. And I almost feel like it's just because they know it's controversial. Yeah. But at the same time, like it might look goofy is what I think is going to happen. I really think it's a wait until wait and see kind of thing. Wait until the CGI is done. Well, wait until the CGI is done. And you wait and see until somebody implements something. Because if there's one thing that um, film fans and Marvel fans and Star Wars fans and all fans of, you know, everything. If there's one thing that they're guilty of, it's overreacting too early. Um, React after you see something, not before you see something. Unless it's Sonic. The thing is, if if it's egregious, like, you know, Sonic. (laughs) Like, yeah, that looks terrible. I I get that. But he he looks literally like he's going to, like, kill everybody you know and love. Like, stop that. That's not good. Coming That's literally the blue devil incarnate. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> but um, regardless of all that, it was just um, like, if there's anything about that, like with the fandom, I just really think that it's important to, you know, walk a little bit. And this is coming from me, like, telling y'all to go f yourselves like five minutes ago but to be fair don't be homophobic it just yeah. it just strikes a nerve with me because hey like you understand how many people you're um alienating you understand mm-hmm. how hurtful it is for like somebody to just be happy to see themselves um uh represented on screen mm-hmm. and then literally jackasses like you guys are gonna ruin it for them no no anyways like <laughs> I view myself as a nice person. Being mm-hmm. nice is so easy. Yeah, you know, it, it really is. Being kind is not hard. It, it, it is definitely not. And it's like, if anything, being a jerk is harder. Because yeah. um, then you have to deal with people getting mad at you for being a jerk. You have to think um, about it to be a jerk. That's true. But, um, like, I just think that it's really important to, like, kind of take things as they are. Because, hey, it's like, do would I prefer them to have Kamala Khan have her embiggen powers and not like purple glowy powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Of course I would prefer her to be more comic book accurate because it's a huge 
um, thing of her character is her image. The fact that she doesn't like the way she looks. And she thinks Mm -hmm. that if she looked more like blonde and white, Mm -hmm. she would look more heroic and everything like that. That's a big part of her character. Yeah. Also, it's like one of those things where I really think that it's important um to show that side of her but with that said if she has like purple energy powers who's to say that she still can't alter her physical appearance well because that's the thing is with her she's an inhuman Mm -hmm. so they can just like oh these are your powers for now like i feel like the what's it called the terrigen mist or whatever uh Mm -hmm. that like i feel like the terrigen mist don't come around until after they introduced the Fantastic Four and Mr. Fantastic, because those power sem- sets are very similar. Uh, so I feel like, okay, now we have Mr. Fantastic. Now you can have your embiggening powers. I don't even know if they're going to do the Terrigen Mists. I don't know. Just because of Kev- how bad that series I don't was. know if Tygen- if, if uh, Kevin Feige even wants to go anywhere near the... Um, near, um, the, the Eternals. Etern- or not Eternals. The or Inhumans. Uh, Inhumans. Gosh. No Black Bolt, no Medusa. You get none of it. <laughs> but um but speaking of but shifting over to something that's actually good. Um <laughs> I uh I'm just so I'm so stoked to see what they do with the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Disney Plus because Loki was really, really good. I really enjoyed WandaVision. Um Winter Soldier or Captain America and Winter Soldier which is basically what it's going to be now. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't make a mistake that time. I'm just saying it what it is because mm-hmm. my boy Sam Wilson is Captain America. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier though. Yeah, I'm ready for what um, they because they scooted the Marvel slate back again. They did. I'm but, really interested to see what some of the unnamed titles are. Mm-hmm. Like me too. But I think that it's going to be really really cool to kind of see what they do because i really like what they've done with phase four so far um a lot of people are saying that it's kind of mid and i'm like okay sure i liked at least half of it that's 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 your opinion Mm. but like what's the half that you didn't like because you i think that you're a little bit more than like half i I I like 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 75 percent. that's what i was saying i was like i I was like okay definitely 75 percent. i was like chance i go we've been talking through these things i I don't not listen to your opinions i like (laughs) i liked i liked wandavision Mm -hmm. i liked most uh, i guess at least half of falcon and the winter soldier Mm -hmm. some parts were kind of dumb it was a little anticlimactic and kind of stupid at times yes um i liked all of loki Mm -hmm. did not like black widow love loki yeah, Black Widow was a, uh, kind of a shame. Yeah, Black Widow was like, eh. I loved Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. and then I'm kind of middle on Eternals. So I guess yeah, 75% is pretty good. Yeah, 75% is a good one of the move, well, One of the three movies I wasn't a huge fan of, and that mm-hmm. was Black Widow. Yeah, and a part of it is that both of us, if there's one thing that is a through line for both of us, I think, is that we just don't... I don't know about you. I might be speaking for you here, but I don't okay. know if you like prequels all that much. I don't like prequels all that much because like w- like when you can, when you have the choice mm-hmm. to move forward, why go backwards? Right. You like, know what I mean? It's an origin story for a character we've already seen die on screen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's the big thing. It's like, okay, if she was alive, it would be kind of interesting. Yeah. But she's dead. And so I guess it's like more to like introduce new characters. But regardless of that. Um, we're gonna we're running a little long here. Yes, this is gonna, but Dick. um, we're uh, 
anything i don't really know if i have much to say else about all this kind of stuff all i need uh, to say is that i'm really interested to see what chloe Zhao is potentially going to do with star wars with kevin feige because yeah. oh boy that's not going to be controversial anyways not at all um <laughs> i will say this i know probably maybe people don't give a shit but they're uh they're making a sequel to the Proud Family. And oh I, yes, I, I love the Proud Family. I didn't when realize I was a kid. that's so amazing. And uh, you know, I probably shouldn't have just skipped over all that stuff because a lot of that stuff was okay. But like, Proud Family is so good. I love that show. Like, I thought Oscar was the funniest dude on TV <laughs> when I was a kid. Like, I also like, I don't know. It's just like, I mean, I'm like not. Obviously, I'm a white guy, but for whatever reason, I just found that show so fucking funny. It's okay to be a white dude and like the Proud family. I know. It's just like... Chance. I, I feel as though You're I don't... You're an ally. That's true. <laughs> I feel as like this, does, like this isn't supposed to relate to me, but I find it funny regardless. Yeah. Like, I find uh, like how Oscar's afraid of his mom is so funny to me. <laughs> yes. He's afraid of Sugar Mama. No, it's so funny because uh, I love how they do buff Sugar Mama in the trailer. Oh my God. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure there was a sex joke in that trailer oh, too. Oh, there definitely was because they had like her mom or the mom and the dad were all like tussled up and mm-hmm. like had sex hair mm-hmm. and then she was like, like what's oh, wrong right? with you? What's wrong with you guys? And then they like do like quickly, a little Tas- Tasmanian devil thing was just like nothing. They're like, oh, nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> no, but that, 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 that trailer oh, looked gosh. good too. It looks like so much fun. I'm really, really excited to see. Um, the animation looks really good yes, too. Yes, it does. I'm really excited to see what they do with the crowd family. Uh, they have a really stacked cast for the mm-hmm. revival. Like Lizzo's going to be in it. Uh, Lil Nas love- is going to be in yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I love Lil Nas. He's so funny. Have you seen, like, dude, I've become, I'm not even the biggest fan of his music per se but he his tiktok is so funny because the thing is everybody just hates like not Mm -hmm. everybody but like a lot of people hate him because you know he's a gay black dude Mm -hmm. so you know some people are like oop i can only handle you being one of those things Mm -hmm. or they can't they don't really want to handle him at all because Mm -hmm. of being both of those things so he just handles that with so much like just so much more graceful Mm -hmm. than i would because he just kills Mm -hmm. them with humor and everything Even like his that. commercials with Elton John for like Uber mm-hmm. Eats are good. Oh gosh, like, you know he's just a super funny guy, and I think that he's has a really long and awesome career ahead of him as far as you know all that kind of stuff is going to go for him. So yeah, yeah. Because but- let's see, because just to quickly go there for you, uh, Kiki Palmer, Tommy Davidson um is um reprising his role as oscar mm-hmm. um brenda song jane lynch Soleil moon fry gabrielle union zachary quinto tiffany haddish eva lingoria billy porter huge fan of billy leslie odom jr lamar morris huge fan of lamorne um jaden smith uh, not so big of a fan as his anyways <laughs> holly robertson pete anthony anderson huge fan um Marcy, uh, martin paula j parker uh Courtney B. Vance. Gosh, Lena Waite. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this cast this is cast enormous. is going to be amazing. And sure, you know, it's going to probably be like the first run of Proud Family. A lot of those people are going to be not in every episode. Right. But they're going to cycle through different the recurring like characters. That. But I still think that's super cool. So, you know, I'm really excited to see what they do with the Proud Family. And yeah. Anything else you have to kind of say? Oh, no, that was it. I was just like really nice that they brought the Proud family back because I was mm-hmm. I just remember like that. I remember when that show fucking crossed over with Lilo and Stitch. That's funny. Like, <laughs> did, do you remember that? 
I d- I remember that vaguely. Yeah, but just, yeah, but like uh, I also remember the Proud Family movie. Um, mm-hmm. I can't. Like, it was just like I remember the episode where Al Roker is like an evil genie. <laughs> like I I've, I vividly remember, or not vividly, but like uh, very clearly remember the Proud Family mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But no, uh, yeah, that's all I got really. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know. It's great. We, um, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with the rest of Disney Plus. Um, you know, it's it's exciting, exciting. Yeah. Thank you for being with us on this. I think this two hour, almost two hour ride. Good I think Lord. the part of the reason why it was as long as it was because it's not like I think we have less to say mm-hmm. when we're on the same page yeah. when it comes to movies, and it's a completely okay that we weren't on the same yeah. page for Eternals. I actually sometimes I think to myself, I'm like, damn it. I just wish Chance and I would have a different opinion on a movie. See, sometimes. see, like <laughs> that's a good thing. It's content, exactly. It is. But hey, the thing is, it's still content whether we agree or not. Yeah, but, yeah. But hey, you know, thank you all for listening. You all have a good one. Stay safe out there. Yeah. And box office bros out. Thank you for listening to Box Office Bros. Oh, gee, thanks, Dad. You can listen to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Have a great day. And see you next time. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. And now for my next impression, Jesse Owens. Peace out. Later, Tater. End of story. Bye-bye. See you later.